planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we are joined by my good friend and Ever Black writer, Christian Stanger. How are you, man? Not too bad, man. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining us on this frostbitten winter evening in uh, the suburbs. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, you had the chance to talk to Anna Calvi, who is amazing and uh, will be touring here this month in support of her latest album, Hunter. Now, going back, you were the one that introduced us. To her, of yeah, course. Yeah. How did you discover Anna Calvi? Uh, well, I went to St. Jerome's Laneway Festival in 2012, I think, and um, yeah, she was like near the end of the night and uh, there wasn't much going on, so I thought I'd check, I'd go out to the shed and check her out. Yeah, she kind of blew me away when she came out on stage and just started wailing on the guitar. She shreds. Yeah, she absolutely shreds. And that voice. One of, the, one of the greatest guitarists. And yeah, the voice is amazing. And her singing voice is a lot different from her talking voice, as, you, as you'll as you hear. She's very softly spoken and very yeah. very well spoken. Yeah. But she gets up there and it's like a completely yeah. different person. It's, it's amazing. total 180. You've only seen her the once? That's right, yeah. She hasn't been to Brisbane again. Did she tour here again, though? Yeah, she played Vivid, I think, in 2012, 2015. Uh, okay. I, I can't wait to see her. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Um, and, of course, you know, Ollie, our good friend Ollie, he has, uh, I believe he's got the first album on vinyl. Yeah, he's got the first album. He's got the, he's got the most recent album. And he says that the most recent album is the best sounding, one of the best sounding records he has. I could totally understand that. Yeah. Um, being, you know, how much care she puts into her recordings and, and her yeah. songwriting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's, um, yeah, she takes a lot of... Uh, puts a lot of importance on every word she uses mm. and every, you know, decision she makes. So, of course, what are you looking forward to about seeing her again, other than the shredding and the... It's mainly just the shredding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I like I like to see um, a good guitarist um, let go, and I know that she's, um, in the interview, she talks about how she can really let it, let go on stage, and that's mm. what I like to see. I, I look for that in every um, performer. I, I've seen snippets. It's a lie. I have seen snippets of her on, on obviously online, but I, I haven't seen her live in person. But everyone like yourself, like I know a few people have said how amazing she is and how her voice carries as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, definitely um, got the pipes. Mate, I, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. The tour kicks off on Saturday, June 15 in Hobart for Dark Mofo. I, I wish I could go to that festival. It's, it's just going to be incredible. Yeah, for sure. Man, one day, one day. But uh, yeah, so uh, she's going to be heading down to Hobart for the Dark Mofo Festival. Then uh, she heads to Sydney at the Factory on Sunday, June 16. Then the Corner Hotel in Melbourne on June 18 before wrapping up in Brisbane on June 19 at the Trifford. Uh, Tickets are on sale now through secretsounds.com. Now the Trifford, I could just imagine how awesome that's going to be seeing her in the Trifford. I mean, that's one of my favorite venues. Yeah, it's one of my favorite venues for sure. And just, uh, just it's built for it. Yeah, for sure. So if you, if you guys out there listening, get the chance, um, go see her at the Trifford. 
Uh, I think it's going to be one hell of a show. It's going to be pretty damn special. So uh, before we go into your interview with Anna Calvi, I do have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Everblack Media. They've got such a quick turnaround. I highly recommend checking them out. www.blacklightad.com.au The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to our friends at Lumberpunks Axe Rowing Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami on the Gold Coast and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks Axe Rowing is the perfect destination suitable for solo adventures, date nights, bucks nights, or just hanging out with your buddies. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play. Now you'll receive 10% off your session when you quote Everblade in your booking notes terms and conditions apply now don't forget to subscribe to our youtube and everblack podcast through itunes and spreaker and uh, where all good podcasts are streamed or subscribe subscribe to subscribe to subscribe to is that you know you know we're still getting used to the future here um and uh, of course uh we're on all the socials like instagram uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I think that's that's the three. That's the three. That's the that's big the three. three. Not yeah, LinkedIn. the big three. Not yep. LinkedIn. Yeah, no, no. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> give, j- jump on there. Give us a shout out. Share our stuff. We do appreciate it. And also, uh, if you want to see all our reviews and direct links, go to www.everblackmedia.com. All right. Well, thanks for joining us uh, on the show again, man. Yeah, no worries, man. It's fun. You know, this was you know it was the first. This is the first time. Yep, that's right. Here we are sitting in my <laughs> garage. Wherever this is, of all places, we are sitting here in my garage. While the dog goes crazy inside. While the dog's going crazy inside, <laughs> waking up the neighbours. But that's okay. We've had a good time, and this interview it's one of the best. I'm really, really stoked how this one came out. Oh, cheers, man. Yeah, I had a good. Uh, it was a bit nerve wracking, but yeah, it worked out all right. Nah, mate, you were doing this long. <laughs> you, you were the original, man. You're the original. All right. Well, here is your interview with the one and only Anna Calvi. Horns high. Enjoy. Hi, Anna. Hi. Thank you for joining us on the Everblack podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. I just wanted to say um, congrats on the album, Hunter. It's been really well, well received over here, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it performed live next month. Yeah, great. Yeah, I can't wait to come to Australia again. Yeah, so you've toured here before a couple of times in the past, and how have you liked it? I loved it, yeah. It's, um, it's, the audience is always really great and enthusiastic, and I just I always want to spend more time in Australia because I never really get to see it. But, so you haven't uh, had yeah, holidays no. over here? No, no, I'd love to, though. <laughs> um, so you're playing the um, the Dark Mofo Festival in Tasmania, which just looks incredible, really. Uh, have you heard oh. much about it? Have you have you had, like, um, friends play it before? I've heard from people that it's a really amazing festival, so I'm really excited to, to be playing it. Awesome. Obviously, I know you're used to the cold weather, but I hope you pack several jackets because it's going to be freezing down there. I really? Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be very cold. Um, but um, does um, that weather in different places, does that um, affect your performance at all or your preparation? I mean, I'm always cold. 
always, even <laughs> when it's summer. So, oh, <laughs> um, right, fair enough. I yeah, I mean, I I did a gig the other day, and I it was outside, and I I, I literally couldn't feel my fingers. It was like I knew oh, that they really? were moving on the guitar, but <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> so yeah, I I have to be prepared for this show. Okay, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no yeah, no worries. Me is this, so. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That's you know, that's on your manager, I think. Um, <laughs> um, so back to the album Hunter I've heard it described by one reviewer as the most aggressive reclamation of rock and roll from masculine dominance since PJ Harvey's To Bring You My Love so that's you know those are some accolades um, was that um, in any way your intention on this record? Um, what to be aggressive? Um, oh to just um, you know reclaim uh, rock and roll from a masculine dominance right <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, well, yeah, I think that, um, I don't know, I think rock and roll has always been uh, for women as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. And, um, I, I mean, I guess I definitely I definitely wanted to tell a story of a, a female protagonist kind of exploring the world and seeing it as hers and, I guess, exploring her, her pleasure. Um, yeah. And that's something that men have done in... in in music a lot but it it feels that there's been less space for women to to take that role and that's kind of why I, I felt it was important to tell it from this strong perspective yeah I can see that throughout the record and there are several um several songs on the album that are quite you know tell me if I'm wording this right that's strong in their kind of uh rebuke of traditional gender roles like um as a man and alpha yeah. Um yeah, sure. those topics that have already kind of that always kind of interested you. Yeah, and it's always been in my music this idea of uh I guess for me when I when I do music it feels really genderless. And it's a yeah. way of escaping any kind of confines of my gender and I think that's partly why I've wanted to do music subconsciously. Um Yeah. And but for this record I I did want to kind of explore these things mm. in in more depth. That's kind of what um, rock and roll is really all about, isn't it? Just being free and yeah. letting go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, from your like your formative years, like your childhood and everything, are there any like albums or artists that really uh, spoke to you and kind of you know sculpted you in the way that you're being influenced these days? I mean, definitely "Horses" by Patti Smith had a big influence on me when I was younger, yeah. and uh, I mean, I actually think you know all the music that really influenced me was music that kind of where the artist did sort of escape their gender because I yeah. I feel that there's there's a kind of genderlessness to Patti Smith that I found really exciting and the way that she was talking about her sexuality felt very um very new to me at the time when I was, you know, a kid. And then I guess yeah. the other artist that really affected me was Jeff Buckley and and I think he obviously you know, he's a, he was a straight guy, but his music had a f- kind of femininity about it, or it just didn't feel like the sort of like, in any way, some kind of cock rock kind of. Yeah. You know, it wasn't from there at all. And, and, and um, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, these two records definitely kind of shaped me as an artist. Do they help to, like, make you, uh, give you kind of the boldness to be able to talk about, like, the, those um, kind of challenging subjects that you talk about? Do you think that those records maybe influenced you in that way as well? Or? Um, I think it's just from from my own experience of, I guess, not, well, kind of being 
queer and not sort of feeling that I want to fit into the the, the stereotypes of what my gender, you know, yeah. I'm meant to be. Um, and I guess that's why I gravitated to, to music that also didn't seem to reinforce those stereotypes. Awesome. Do you like um, hope that some of your records might influence, you know, young people in the same way that these influence influence you? Is that something that you're because that's probably happening at the moment. Is that something you could be proud of, or do you hope yeah, to happen? Really, I, I mean, I, honestly, I've never thought about it, but I yeah, I would be really happy if that was the case. I mean, I definitely was thinking about how I would how I would have needed a record like this, or this record would have helped me if I'd had it when I was first coming out, and and I guess yeah. you know, and um. In that way, I, I I hoped that it would you know it would touch yeah. somebody in, in the same way. Like I saw you perform in Brisbane at St Jerome's Laneway in 2012, and mm. um, it was like a real you know sight to see someone like you just handling that you know wielding that guitar, and um, it's like a rawness and intensity to the performance. And I was like um, mm. I was buzzing with my because um, I was there alone. <laughs> I was raving to my friends about the next few weeks. You got to check out this. And um, I remember like uh, like seeing in an interview after that saying that you only really felt like you could be yourself on stage. Do you still feel that way, or is that is that does that diminish over time, or is that still like where you find that you can be really free? Um, I still find it. It's just this version of myself which is much more wild and and kind of there's a rawness and a feeling of not being restrained in any way by my shyness when I'm on stage I just let go of all of that um, yeah. and and that's that's really freeing and I still that is still the only place that I feel I can completely do that yeah what do you what do you hope that the um, audience member gets out of seeing you perform um, I guess I, I like the idea of of it being infectious this, this feeling yeah. of wanting to be li- liberated and wanting yeah. to express something more and that feeling yeah. of like, you know, where, where you, you, yeah, you just you're lost in this moment, and for this moment, that's all, that's all it. there is. That yeah, was, that's, that's awesome. my ideal, you know, that someone yeah. could feel that for a second. That, yeah, I'm really uh, looking forward to that next month. Um, yeah. So, have you um, started work on um, any on a follow-up album yet, or is that something that's kind of like uh, far in the future for you? Um, I, it's kind of it's simmering away. I've got ideas. Um, I yeah. haven't recorded anything yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. kind of working on the, the beginning of it. I've, um, a few years ago, I read that you wrote about, I think it was for your follow-up for the self-titled, and you wrote about 30 songs, and then you started like um, having to cull that down. Is that still like your process? Yeah, I think like, you know, you write lots and lots of ideas, and some of those ideas tend to songs, and some of them don't, yeah. but um, I think you have you can't just write eight songs. And then go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe if you're David Bowie, you can. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you ever like um, go to go back to a riff or um, a chorus that you wrote years ago and just think, oh, this one will fit in this spot? Is it all brand new? I guess I always, I always feel more excited about the new stuff I've written. So it's quite rare for me to to go back and re rehash something. Do you yeah. think it's like a moment in, like the, each album is like a moment in time and you don't want to rehab, yeah, go back and 
take parts from other other time periods and whatnot. Yeah, I guess you know each one is kind of expressing yeah that that moment in your life. Yeah, um, and then also it's just about wanting to move on musically, not sort of just do the same thing. Over oh, for sure, course. definitely. Um, do you imagine like um, you know just you know giving us a sneak peek? Do you imagine it's going to be much different? The next album's going to be much different from Hunter, or just moving in a certain direction? How's that shaping up? Do you think? I think it will be different, Hunter. Yeah, um, just because I'm interested in you know exploring other other avenues, but I can't really say in what way yet. I don't want to. Yeah, think fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Um, you don't want to let everyone know too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time. So we're yeah we're really looking forward to seeing you next month, and uh, yeah, really thanks. hope you enjoy your you enjoy your time, and you're not too shocked by the coldness in Tasmania. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Bye. Right. Take care. Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 